Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Instagram and on Facebook. It's been a long time, lads, before we've had the, since we've had the three of us in the room. Welcome back, Giggles. You're a married man. Congratulations. Married man, yeah. The ring is on the finger. Um, all was good. Had a great weekend down there in Wexford. Um, and uh, yeah, can't speak highly enough of the weekend. It went off um, with a bang. Brilliant, Giggles. Brilliant to have you back. And you're still in one piece. Shawnee, great to have you with us here tonight as well. Thank you very much. All good to be here. Nice to see uh, the third man joins uh, the old marriage club. Yeah. Yeah. Lima two wins. Yeah. Lima two wins. So good first time, did a second time. Um, yeah, so it's great to have us all back back into one room. Um, obviously, we've had a big couple of weeks in, in the GA scene. We've had the draw of the Ireland football final, and we've also had the Camogie finals on, on last weekend. Um, and on today's show, we're going to have a look ahead at the replay this weekend, and also look back at the Camogie final, as along with some of the upcoming club action, what's going on in the different counties around Ireland at the moment. Um, Shawnee's busily doing his research there on his phone he's on the 42 he's looking up some key facts and stats he's always really well just, prepared for these episodes just staying informed Liam that's all yeah it's good to be across all the detail as we're recording live on air well I'm sure one of our listeners Conor Costello is going to be listening to this and we talking about football and there'll be plenty of feedback I reckon yeah yeah, yeah. Keith Cavan and, and, and uh, John Reaney as well will, will, I'm sure will chime in yeah it's funny I get a lot of feedback saying I love that you just don't talk about football <laughs> but that's from the hurling snobs in the counties of Kilkenny and, and Carl and Waterford but then really we should be appealing to the masses so you know indulge us tonight as we talk about about some Gaelic football I think we can give some informed opinion Shawnee you've you know you've had a stellar career in Gaelic football I've been a, a, an avid footballer um, I play for uh, a joint club who are probably the same level Premier to meet in hurling and football so I played football up till the point that I came over here I played a year here with uh, Pierce's had a little bit of a stint with Gary Owen but that was, that was about it about three or four years ago did you play Pierce's? I was Pierce's first when I, when I came out here first. I was a Before he man. started hurling, was it? No, I played with Pierce's in the football and played with Gary on the hurling. Oh, because you joined Pierce's first. Yeah. Okay, very right. good. There we go, a little hidden fact there I didn't know about tonight. And Giggles, you're a stellar football man as well, seeing oh, you in sure, action. Yeah. yeah, I played senior football in, in, in Waterford County Championship uh, for many a year with Lismore until we got relegated down to intermediate and then down to junior. And that's where we're at now. <laughs> it's good to give these credentials before we get into the podcast, <laughs> just, so, just, just so we know that we, you know, we, we do have something to offer here today. So, um, all right, without further ado, let, let's get into the football, and uh, it's a very, very exciting weekend ahead. I don't have any football jingles lined up, so we're going to have to go <laughs> with a bit of Davy Fitz. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. Oh, but it's okay to be different, because baby, so am I. Vision, Davy, what was that about? No, there was, there was no tangle, right? It was an off-the-ball incident, right? And I made my feeling, like, we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella, I, I get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself, and if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Now in the meantime while that jingle was playing I have loaded in some football jingles so we'll have them ready for the next break um, Look, fascinating final there a couple of weeks ago Decided not to stay up and watch it live um, 
But I, I, I was looking at the, the odds, which I don't normally do. I'm not really a gambling man. And Kerry were like 5-1 to one for that final. And I was looking at, I'd love to put a fiver one on to these. 1-5. 1-5. Oh, no, 1-5, sorry, yeah. Yeah, $5. Yeah. Come on, Sean, you just stop looking at your phone there. I backed the draw, actually. Sean, you backed the draw, of course. 15-1. to one. Yeah, he's a big gambler. But, um, like, it was ridiculous, really, taking everything out aside. You know, the burden of history, 5 in a row, never been done. Dublin Kerry, Kerry not having a hope coming into it. And we come out the back of it. And look, looking back in that game, in the last five minutes, obviously, with, with the 14 men, Kerry kind of went back into themselves just a little bit and yeah. double managed to pull out the draw and, and could have and sneaked the win at the very end, but for you know a very difficult free. But a brilliant game of football, I have to say. I haven't been watching too much all year, but very entertaining game. Watch it on the Monday night. Yeah, was, uh, I, when I was at home, actually, for the 10 weeks, I'd probably been at more football games live than I've been at hurling games, just following the male footballers around again. And... It's actually been a very, very good football championship. There's been some classic games in it. The Super 8s didn't really take off, but it gave us one or two good games. The semi-finals, the Tyrone-Kerry game was a brilliant game. Um, the first half of the Mayo-Dublin game was a great game, and now we've had an amazing final. But it's interesting, you, you talked about the odds there. Dublin have won six of the last eight All-Irelands. Five of those six All-Ireland finals, they've only won by a score. You know, So they've won four of them by a point and one of them by a goal, and then they hammered Tyrone last year. So the, the, the odds kind of didn't make sense at all you're, you're dead right and, and I remember a fella saying to me back in 06 I lost a bit of money on this one he said don't back don't ever back against the Cats and don't ever back against the Kingdom and he had a fair point they don't have 36 and 37 at Ireland for no reason um, Kerry just played phenomenally well I think Kerry's midfield and forward line are as good as if not better than Dublin's midfield and forward line the big question marks were over the Kerry defence and we're probably not going to be able to analyse that properly given that Dublin played with 14 men for 39 to 40 minutes of the game. And what that did was it allowed Paul Murphy to play as a sweeper and kind of isolate the danger men, Conor Callaghan and Paul Mannion inside without having any negative kind of impact on the forward play for Kerry. So it's it's still Dublin's to lose, I believe. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of commentary. If you, if you take 56 minutes, Dublin were up by five points and the game was over. I was sitting on the couch watching with my dad and I was like, yeah, Dublin have this, the five in a row is going to be done. Mm-hmm. Killian Spillane and Tommy Welch come on and change the game. And Kerry have the other in the final one at 73 or 74 minutes. They have the game. Ogie Moran has the ball in midfield. He's going up the sideline. He runs into three Dublin players. In fairness to Kevin McMenamin, who's probably on his last legs, doesn't have it in the tank anymore to take players on and score goals. He's the man who dispossesses them and Dublin go down and get a free and they get a point to equalise. And from that point forward, I think Dublin had four shots. Howard Connolly, the one from Hawkeye, from Costello and Dean Rock's free. All narrowly wide. And that, that's why they keep winning these games by a point. They're resilient. They've got such strength in their mindset. And they're, ju- they're fantastic champions, they're a fantastic team and just because they're not hammering teams kind of shows the quality of football that's there at the moment but also the mindset of these dubs, they just believe they can win. Yeah, I think, like on, first of all, your first point about the football, like when I was home as well, I thought the football games that we watched on TV were fantastic, absolutely brilliant. I, I watched the Donegal and Mayo game, I think when from there on, yeah. the championship really started getting going. But I mean like, I know we, we slag the football here but like, the hurling is pr- pr- pretty much the same this year. It didn't really get going until later on th- in the championship as well. But that's the first point. Anyway, second point, um, yeah, the Kerry. I think I think the, the thing is what was about it was the Kerry. I think lack of um, experience in finish out the game. <coughs> you know, they're in that they they saw the finish line ahead and they were getting a bit excited and just didn't know have the have the you know they're all they're all twenty year olds really like they didn't have that you know finishing touch to put them away. 
Um, Tommy Walsh was was a massive, um, massive addition. What a, what a story for him, though. Like, I, like I thought they should have brought him on a bit earlier. Oh, brilliant story! Jeez, like when like you think about here, I know a lot of people probably know. Like he he tore his hamstring off his bone yeah. here when he was with Sydney Swans. They kept him and kept him, left him recover, and he never really came no. back. And then he went back home, having never really cracked it here, where he had huge potential, and he was probably and he struggled to get on the carry team when he went home and, and didn't. Yeah. Like he was gone, uh, totally away from the whole thing. To see him come back and make that impact, score a goal, or sorry, lay, lay on the goal, score a point, was involved in another scoring opportunity as well. Like that is such a, an amazing story for him, and like what a story of resilience. You talk about resilience. There was, there was videos going around last year. I think is it Lawn Rangers, his club. Airs Killeen Airs Killeen Yeah well, they, they, um, There was videos of him I remember last last winter When we were in the closing stage Of championship In the club championship And he was taking on lads He was coming out To the 45 It was all High ball into him Win the ball Take lads on Pop it over the bar You know he got I think he got 1-2 or 1-3 In a club championship game Last I remember I watched it on Joe.ie And I think it just took off From there I think he got into The Kerry scene back again And he played against them in uh, against Dublin the league this year when they, when they beat Dublin. Yeah, and in the league actually he was very effective because there was the offensive mark yeah. in the league, and I think that will probably come in for championship again, which will give Tommy hopefully yeah. another loose lease of life next year. Yeah. It is. And the other thing is, like you're on about there, like you're dead right about very hard to um, analyze it when it was a bit like the hurling final. You're you're on about fifteen against fourteen, you know. But you know what? And they, they never they never mentioned it in the RT uh, analysis after the game. They kept going on about what, what a great game it was and what. Brilliant things, you know, Kerry did and uh, Dublin are true champions coming back. But, like, nothing about, you know, 14 50 against 15. Do you know what, really, if you think back and you analyse it and kind of call out your day, the, the sending off was probably a great leveller. <laughs> you know, like, in one way. Well, yeah, that, for like, how good Dublin are. For how good Dublin yeah. are. It probably levelled out the, the playing field for Kerry. Like, Kerry played very well. I mean, to your point, you got 56 minutes, Dublin were still up and up well with 14 men. Yeah. But really, no matter what, playing 14 men for, like, it does eventually get you down because the amount of running you have to do in football to cover the space. Never mind playing 14 men in hurling, you get exposed straight away because the ball can just get hit 70 yards. Yeah. In football, it's actually way more draining, I think, to play with 14 men because you have to cover the ground. You have to cover it shows you the conditioning and the, and the oh. capability of Dublin. It's the third, it? third year in a row as well, Dublin have, an, have had a man sent off in the other final. John yeah. Small for the last two years in a row has been sent off. And he's probably a lucky man that he was... No, no, he, he got no, a yellow. He got a yellow early, but he wasn't lucky to be sent off because he didn't really put himself yeah. in, in sending off the way after that, in fairness to him. But um, yeah, the, 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 the dubs have kind of... just shows their kind of nasty streak in, in the, in the defence. But going to back to the Johnny Cooper incident... You could you could have the same argument that we had here about Richie Hogan. Like the three fouls were three fouls, and to the technical letter of the law, there's pulling and dragging, and there's oh. a tick and a yellow and a red, right? Yeah. But if 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 you're uh, call it a Brian Gavin type referee, he mightn't even have been booked for those three fouls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So again, it's it was harsh on Johnny Cooper. Now with the letter of the law, he got the tick, and David Goff is letter of the law referee, and he's a brilliant referee, and he did a great game. Yeah, right. But but it's interesting, isn't it, that a referee can have an impact on a match, and you've seen you can see this at the lowest levels in club and at the highest levels in intercounty. If a different referee referees a game, and players know this now, they they can actually do things differently. And they know if David Goff referees a game, you can't pull and drag in the square because he gave a penalty for Lee Keegan against Michael Murphy earlier in the year. It was the exact same scenario for Johnny Cooper and Clifford. It's just a pity Paul game. The thing is, like, that forms part of teams' analysis nowadays. Yeah. Like, they ma- analyse referees as part of the game when they're going into games. 100%. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a fact. But w- to your point about with the Rich- Richie Hogan incident, I think if you're Johnny Cooper, you're on a yellow card, 
you've got already given away a penalty. Your onus is on yeah. you. I need to be careful here now. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. No, so no, as yeah. Richie Hogan went in, bang, red card. Gone. Regardless yeah. of whether it was or wasn't, it was one incident. It was yeah. a little no, it's a little Whereas bit different. Yeah. Johnny Cooper, you need to weigh up like small. Did. I actually can't. Yeah. I need to be careful. I give away another free here. Yeah. I, I'm 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 in trouble here. Could be another yellow. So, I think he probably he was under pressure with Clifford. Like he was causing them problems, even though the frees were given in non-threatening situations for the second and third one. Yeah. The first one was a penalty. He was on the edge of the square. He just got caught the wrong side of him. Um, but you're right. And to your point about re- um, teams analyzing referees, I know for a fact that Kenny would used to get referees in from the inter-county um, scene to ref their training matches yeah. behind closed doors, yeah. and you used to get them to come in and talk to them about what will be given and what won't be given. Yeah. Like you know, and it makes sense. You yeah, know of what course I mean? it is. And like, like, and the comparison to Kilkenny, like Kilkenny were doing the four in a row. Like, if you look at their backs, they played on the edge every day, yeah. every single day. Yeah. But they knew when to go and when not and to I think, go. I think the analysis coming out of the, the Dublin management for us, I've heard this a couple of times back yeah. in the media in Ireland. Like, what a load of crap! Like Johnny Cooper's one of the best defenders in the game. He's mm. marking one of the best forwards in the game at the moment, and David Clifford. He's very unlucky to get sent off. I know people were calling, oh, geez, he's on the yellow, you have to take him off. But what kind of faith then does G- yeah. Jim Gavin show and his defenders yeah. that you just get a yellow card and you're taking off? That, that's that's a crazy yeah. th- thought from, from our looking at. But I think if you go back then and look at the game, maybe Kerry are probably going to really rue the chances they missed in the first 20 minutes. Like it was four points all, I think, after 20 minutes or five points of four. It very well easily could have been 2 7 to 4 to Kerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was Paul Ganey who missed both opportunities. Uh, James McCarthy on the line on his knees brilliant stopped save. the goal going brilliant yeah. save from him and first. And to be honest, there were so many bodies on the line. That was probably the best place to kick it. And James McCarthy just got back. But then the penalty was. An average penalty, but Stephen Cluxton was about six miles off his line. The, this thing, yeah, and this, I think this is a real challenging one because the way the ref set up now, and it was the same in the hurling this year, the ref wasn't watching Cluxton. His umpire was lo- was f- square on looking across the line to see where Cluxton was. Yeah. When Clu- when the ball is struck, Cluxton is clearly off the line. And look, it's a natural thing for a goalkeeper to do to jump forward. But the rule is there, and, and the umpire's job is to is to look at that. Yeah. And it was clear as day. Now, obviously, you you'd benefit watching it back in a replay. But I get, I, I feel like there's not an appetite to make those calls on those ones. You very rarely see them getting called back. I'm sure the Kerry footballers would have would have uh, preferred if Owen Doyle was refereeing the game. He's a stickler for across the line that referee from Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very good ref, um, but like it is an interesting one, though, isn't it? Like yeah. it's like where do you, like you know? Do you know what in both in both rules in both sports? Uh, just to kind of compare, it, like the line call is, it's a it's a bit of an it's a hard one, like isn't it? Because you're in hurling, you're meant to be given the advantage to the attacker, but then this line in front of you, unless you're a really quali- quality penalty taker these days, you're kind of always worrying about going across the line, which kind of impedes on your strike, and then the football one. Right, you, you need to go to stay on the line, which probably does, I suppose, give the advantage to the driver. But what referee, after giving a semi-dubious penalty, is going to call back a retake in front of 60,000 Dublin fans in an All-Ireland final, Stephen Cluxon? But he's relying on his umpire, though, because he's not in a position to see that he's come off the line because he's looking at the players encroaching into the square. If you yeah, watch yeah, that, yeah, repeat, yeah. you know what I mean? But then, and, and then the whole thing is, are they mic'd up? And yeah. 
and but he just yeah, but he did make the call. Like in fairness, like it's very like Dunbar has a tough job, yeah. but his job was to call it. Yeah, so, he did. so David Goff made all the tough calls, but then the poor and then apparently he's got a very good relationship with his umpires. But then if you okay, put it, David Goff has got all the confidence. Does the umpire have the confidence? To, that's to, the problem. To, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, the issue. Right, right? And look, right, yeah. and the umpires again, it comes back. I think the umpires were his dad, his brother, and his cousin. Yeah, and some other brother or something like that. Like which is yeah, this is great. Like but that needs to be scrapped. Mm. It needs to be. Assistant, uh, the umpires in both hurling and football at that level need to be referees who are on under twenty one lefts or They have to be referees. It just needs to change. Yeah. It's the same in the in the match. The the tip Wexford match, we had Sean Clear refing and four of his clubmates were Lachlan Gaines and Kenny refing him. Yeah. One of them over seventy years of age, I know for a fact, and making that call where that goal, I think it was a Conor McDonald got was he in the square before the ball came in, and they actually made the right call. Yeah. But like, he wouldn't have division to But see like it. I don't know how they saw it You know, yeah. <laughs> you know So At that level They need to have the highest levels of officials At all corners of the ground mm. But I think it, you know, Overall though The fish Like Barron The Cluxton maybe retake Because he was so far off his line They got every other call right Yeah I think yeah. Goff was great I think yeah. he did a great job Obviously he doesn't get to get the replay Broly slammed him But he's since come out and apologised And Broly has subsequently been dropped For the, the <laughs> coverage on On yeah. Saturday night And um, Kieran Whelan and Pat Splan Have been retained Which is interesting yeah. It's unfortunate they're retaining Kieran Whelan as well because he he's was definitely the biggest spoofer in the whole game. He did a Henry Sheffield on it as well he with is, the whole yeah. with the Johnny oh, Cooper. Didn't uh, he? It was embarrassing. Didn't but he? But he, he does more cliches than any other. Yeah. Man. Like of all the pundits, I actually don't mind Joe Brady when he's speaking analysis as opposed to going off and attacking people. But Kieran Whelan just says loads. And they need a Dublin and a Kerry. That's why they have they kept him on because it's probably oh Lord they brought on what's his name Jor Jor Brennan. Oh, yeah, onto the yeah, panel on yeah. Sunday they got I suppose the live game is probably different yeah but look what way do you think it's going to go down Saturday night I think it's a 6 o'clock throw in Crow Park it's a completely different feeling than a Saturday night game um, the lights will probably be on by the end of it they will. I, was at, I was at the All-Ireland final in 2013 the replay Clare and Cork which was a similar scenario and the positives about it is there's a savage feeling on the pitch when the lights are on and you're getting presented the cup under the lights that is class mm-hmm. I remember the streamers going it was one of the soft All-Irelands we were talking about wasn't it yeah that was one of the hardest ones, 2013, 2013, where they had to win, they had to win a serious amount oh, of games. Oh, I thought you called out the soft one. No, no, <laughs> they were just kicking and tip win the soft ones. Um, the that year was a joke. That the, year, anyway. the, the Saturday night then, the Saturday night yeah, then, is, the, the Saturday night is amazing in Dublin because everyone's out on the piss in the Saturday yeah. night and it's class as I well. Think so great. I think it's a brilliant thing. And look, you don't want to remove the main one from the from the Sunday. The ladies' football final, I think, is on the Sunday anyway, so they couldn't move that. Yeah. So uh, and I think there was a thing, there was a, a controversy. I don't know, was it six or eight years ago where they did move the ladies' football final by a week? For imagine it screwed up everything. It screwed up everything, and wasn't fair on the ladies either. So, look, Saturday night, six o'clock, Kerry in Dublin, full house, other and final. I don't think anyone's going to care, especially from the players' perspective. Melbourne. Who are you going for, Giggles? And I just said they're going back against the Cats and going back against the Kingdom. I think Dublin will win it though. I think with fifteen players on the field, I think they'll they'll learn a lot more. I don't think Conor Callahan and Paul Mannion will be held. As much again, I don't think Kieran Kilkenny will have as such of a negative, or Brian Fenton will have such of a negative influence again. That being said, Jack Berry and Ogie Moore and our serious midfield partnership all together, they're absolutely brilliant, and they're probably. And, and Macaulay was out of it as well. It was it was very funny because Fenton and Macaulay have been like nearly the two all-star midfielders all year with David Moore, but uh, I still just think Dublin will have too much. Yeah, I think I think Dublin will win it. Dublin I by. I think Dublin by four. So my four, Shawnee. Yeah, I was going to go with Dublin as well, but 
I think we were all we were all wrong the All Ireland hurling final. We all got the wrong answer in that one. We just said that because we were having a bad run and we yeah. can easily lose. Um, <laughs> Tommy Bow actually texted in. He said, um, "What did he say again?" Leave it unlock your phone. Let's shine and get it up. He says, um, "Are you all working for Paddy Power? Because anyone listening to your predictions would have lost the mortgage." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I'm. I, I look. If I put money in it, I go over Dublin. But for the for the sake of this, I I just think. What's for the sake of this? The, like heart, the heart says Kerry, the head says Dublin. So you're going for Kerry. Is that it? I yeah, I, I don't go for. I think like. Who do you think for the win, Shani? That's what I'm asking you. I don't want. I don't want like. I want you to tell me. I don't want you to tell me for the sake of this. Who do you actually think is going to win? I think. I think Kerry are going to win. Here we go. By a point. Oh, massive! They'll be delighted in the kingdom. I think they will. I think everything wrong think, this year. I think, yeah. I think they've. No, I've got more wrong. <laughs> I think that I think they'll learn. I, everyone is saying like like you were saying like oh I think Dublin will learn more from it. Yeah, and, and I know Dublin the season campaigners and all that. But I think I think Kerry will learn a lot about themselves and what what they can go with. Like you know they have that history coming up there and it's Kerry Dublin and yeah. they didn't have that fear obviously in the first game. But now they have that, you know, conference that they can go and beat them. And I think I think they will. It's interesting enough, though, as well. The other thing that was going around social media this week is that there's a leaked team See. photo of the Dublin with Dear McConnelly starting at number seven instead there's of James no Wall. There's no way that's going to happen. It has to be photoshopped, I I, I, I think. Now, they could start Dear McConnelly as a, as a, a, instead in, in midfield instead of Michael Darren McCauley. I could see that happening. Michael Darren McCauley had zero impact. But they're saying Dear McConnelly does completely undercooked as well, though. Like, they're saying he's not right. Like he's there and he's obviously had a bit of game time, but he's actually they're saying he's up to the pace of it. Just some feedback. I don't know yeah. is that true or not, but like you know, this is probably the worst um, year as a Cork supporter. I'd say looking at these two All Ireland finds, you're tipping Kikini in the hurling and you're carrying Dublin in the, in the football. Yeah. And like, yeah, but you're flying in the football now. You've oh, we're a football. Club, you're you football. Know, you know, yeah. you've yeah. Do you know what the day is actually? It's twenty years. Twenty years ago, from this day, Cork beat Kikini in nineteen ninety nine. That's the great that we have that anniversary you know, today. Isn't that? It's a dedicated episode to that beautiful yeah. day in the rain, yeah. 1999, 13 points to 12. Just, just to laugh, we have to touch on that minor final for five seconds. Yeah. Did you see the end of that minor final? It was 111 to 111 going into, extra, into additional time. One two, one, two each was yeah. scored in additional time before it went extra time. And Galway got the goal that the thought sealed it. And then from the kick out, Cork went down and got the equal. And then Cork took it away. And Cork had, they were tipped to be the best team once they got out of Munster to win that and they were the quality I saw them against Mayo in the semi-final serious team two cracking games of two cracking games mm. yeah. Liam who are you going for you've got the I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to go for, for Dublin unfortunately like I just think when you have a chance to be if you're told going into the match if you're a Kerry person Dublin are going to go to 14 men you're going to be winning with a couple of minutes to go like that's your chance yeah. it's just a mammoth task to overcome them the second day like they they will be Primed for Saturday, they would have been primed for the first day, but I think the, f- the sending off really through them is in like you just in the football, it, it has such a massive effect. In hurling, you can kind of get away with it at times. I, I think Dublin are going to do it and probably do it by four points. Yeah, well, we've, we've been here before in 2016, Mayo drew with them, and all the exact same commentary was leveled on the whole game. And the second game was just as good, but yeah. Dublin did win by a point. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, well, we'll be watching it probably not live here in Melbourne because it's a six o'clock thrown, I think, in Dublin, which means it's like. Four in the morning. Four in the morning. No, you're right. Four, uh, three in the morning here, which is not a great time. But um, <laughs> eleven I, to one to draw this year, this week. I wouldn't mind watching it together Sunday morning without knowing the score. The three of us. I wouldn't mind going to one of the houses. 
if we watch the first thing turned if on. If I've ever moved in, I'd definitely do it, yeah. Okay, yeah. 7 a.m. my house. Time. Yeah, seriously, I would. 7, <laughs> oh, maybe half 7. <laughs> <laughs> half 7, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at the camogie and what's happening in the hurling championships around the country. Go ask the wrong one. We'll go again. We'll give that one more go. We have a bit of party or shit. As much as I talk to Satan cause I want to hear both sides Does that make me cynical? There are no miracles and this is no miraculous life I savor hate as much as I crave love because I'm just a twisted guy Is this the pinnacle? Is this the pinnacle? The pinnacle of being alive? Now I see the light. We are going well, lads. But lads, bring the bit of fucking government into your play the next day now on the tigerish play. The discipline, the tightness, the the the, 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 the rough and tumble stuff out around the middle of the field, the fucking breaking ball, and a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lads. A grain of rice will tip the scale. But you'll have to get steely tough upstairs and you must be willing to fucking break your gut. You were fucked over the line twice. Fucked over the line like you'd catch a fucking loaf of bread and fucked you over the line with his shorts up. And what that does is it lifts the opposition. We don't want to see no Westmeat man fucked about. Is that clear now, Alan? No more. You'll have to be closer. Closer to fuck. We'd have to fucking crash into these fellas and test out their fucking pulse. Because I'm telling you lads, these fellas would play good football if they're alone. Give me one fucking guarantee each and every one of you. That you're going to be tighter, that you're going to be more disciplined, that you're going to be more tigerish. And that you're going to take the fucking game to these fellas. That these fellas will get such a fucking shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their fucking asses for fucking ten years. Unbelievable there. It's inspirational stuff listening yeah, to that. We're going for Kerry now after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, last weekend, obviously, we had the Camogie all the final. Um, we were absolutely sold down the river here in Australia. The Camogie yeah. finals were not on GA Go. Yeah. It was, it was, yourself and myself were both texting each other, yeah, we're going to sit down and watch it here now. Both went on to GA Go roughly around the same time. It's not there. It's not there. What a sickener. Yeah, like we'll have, you, you're a you're a rep for Diego, aren't you? you I'm a rep. I'm it. actually a tester for them down under. Yeah. I'm actually I, I'm really surprised at it because I've definitely watched it before on it. I'm, I'm pretty confident to watch the the final um, two years ago on it anyway. Yeah, I remember watching Kick Kick. We did, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we yeah. actually previewed yeah. it here as well, and, did. I, and they didn't even have the Sunday game or nothing. Now no. I don't know what's gone down there, so we'll be I'll be in touch with Diego. Um, I did get to watch some of it through some Ill- illegitimate means that I won't um, speak of. Um, so I did have a backup in place, but it's like this giggles making bits of the house there. Henry's ties. Henry's ties gone to the floor. But um, yeah, so look, great win for Galway. Kilkenny losing three Irelands in a row. Like it's a very very tough. Yeah. The Kilkenny senior team faced that back in two thousand, and thank God it didn't happen. They got over oh, yeah, awfully. Yeah. Um, but kind of the end of the road for the management team have, have stepped away. Um, after you know three hard years of losing, I think is fair enough. But look, Galway hadn't won in a few years, uh, massive for them. Um, um, the great city did a record breaking crowd in Crow Park for that as well, just under 25,000, yeah, yeah, which is really good. And also, they did a really good thing on the coverage, which I did see, which is they filmed it from the 
Cusick stands side looking over onto the Hogan, which it looks really good on TV then that you're not looking at. All oh, right, yeah. From the Hogan over to the Cusick, but there's no one sitting oh, there. Really? So they yeah, did the reverse, yeah. which is really, really good. So, um, yeah, it's great to see that and great to see. I know the ladies' football, I think, has got like over 50,000 the last couple of years. So the Kabogi still has a bit, a bit to go. Um, but yeah, well done to Galway. Yeah, it's. It's three in a row, losing three in a row. I don't know the exact stat if you bring in the Camogie in ladies football, but if you just talk about hurling and Gaelic football from a men's perspective, no team has ever lost three All-Irelands in a row. Um, I think Cork were in line to do it in the football back in the 80s and then they beat Meath in 1990 or 1989. Or no, they beat Mayo in 89. Kilkenny were in line to do it. There's been a couple of teams in line to do it and it's never happened. I, I wonder, is there a stat to this Kilkenny um, team or the first team to actually lose three in a row? I can only imagine... How like Jesus, you know how how sore it is to lose a match. Never mind losing All Ireland final. Never mind mm-hmm. lose three in a row. And poor old Anne Downey, who's won I think twelve All Irelands with Kilkenny or something like that. Something crazy. And she won as manager twenty sixteen as well, bridging a twenty two year gap. Yeah. And Kilkenny have quality players, and they were favourites probably two of the last three years, including this year. And they just they just didn't get going. And in fairness, I've been watching this Galway team. Galway got a massive shock in the quarterfinal, or a massive scare in the quarterfinal when Watford were four points up against them. I think at half time, and Galway rallied back and kind of. I think they've they've been kind of talking about his resilience that they've built up. And I watched the Cork and Galway semi final, which was a horrible game to watch. I think it finished ten points to nine or something along those lines. But again, Galway resilience, and they like they were a very fancy Cork team going for three in a row. And then, obviously, I didn't get to see this game, so I can't really say much about it other than I've heard all the commentary about Neve Kilkenny, who's a serious player. Her sister Orla kind of won in All-Ireland back in 2013 with her. She retired then, and she's going to be going on to be player of the year now for, for Galway this year, and she's a serious player. And that, that's the only thing I've heard from the match yeah. other than Galway resilience and Kilkenny didn't get going. Yeah, I saw it, and like, obviously Kilkenny came back really strong, which was which was really, really good after the, the setback, because Galway got a goal within the first like minute and a half, their first kind of attack, really. Um, and they got back to it in a couple of points but then Galway kind of pushed on again so look really gallant effort from them but Galway just had too much from on the day and I think Anne Downey said after that you didn't, know didn't she step Galway down wanted it more yeah she stepped down not immediately after but she said pretty much after that Galway wanted it more um, and then she has stepped away but look she's a huge service to Kenny but as a manager and as a player so um, there's obviously good talent there and look, hopefully the girls can, can bounce back but like you said losing three in a row it's very hard face into that again like you know not easy to lose one or two, but to stare down three, it's it's pretty tough. And with, with the manager going, and obviously they've got a good relationship there, and they've won a few leagues, and they have won the All Ireland back in twenty sixteen. There'll probably be an element of some of the girls might say we don't want to go again. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and you couldn't blame them, or maybe they'll come back a bit later and they might peak a bit sooner and they might win it next year. You, you, you never know. There's really in in, in Camogie at the moment. There's probably only three teams. There's Galway, Cork and Kilkenny at that high level and then you've got the likes of Limerick, Watford um, Tipperary probably chasing as the next three and then you've kind of got Offaly and you've got Wexford who've gone back and off a lot and now you've Westmead coming up into it so it's definitely becoming a lot more competitive I think maybe six six or seven years ago there might have only been six teams in the championship and now there's ten or eleven so it's and, and the skill levels that are shown by the ladies is serious like they're scoring points on the run from the 65 Serious accuracy. It's even puck out now. It's interesting. Like they get the puck out from twenty one, but the puck out's going well over the forty five towards twenty one now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I th- I really think and look the Kawagi girls themselves have been calling for this. I think the rules can now become the hurling rules at the elite yeah. level. 
you know, I, I think they feel held back a little bit by yeah. where some of those rules are at. Especially the contact one. And I think the, the biggest gripe coming into this weekend was the last two Camogie finals were terrible to watch. One probably um, due to the Cork tactics that Paddy Murray implements where he absolutely crowds the middle and there was like, you know, really low scoring affairs. But two, the stop start nature of it because it's a non-contact sport essentially. You can't shoulder and you can't really t- touch the person. And if you do... It's a free, and then the referees get the other and finally they've been assessed by the Camogie assessors, and they're given every single free. So it's so it's awful to watch. So I think at the weekend, by all accounts, it was let go a little bit. My biggest bugbearer is you can drop the hurdle and hand pass the ball into the net. That's horrific yeah. to watch. That has to go. Um, bring a little bit of physicality into it, or bring full physicality into it. You should like the athleticism of these girls these days. They're well able for it. So you see some of the girls out in Gaelic Park, and they're absolutely walloping each other. Yeah, it, it, it's there, there should be no reason why it should be non-contact anymore. It's a really, really old school mindset thinking. I don't think there should be a camogie and a ladies football association anyway. I think we'd all be under the GA um, as an inclusive thing. But yeah, I think. There was a there was a lot of talk coming up to the game. Fortunately, it was it seemed to be a really really good game, high scoring. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a couple of rules need to be adjusted, and I think the whole Camogie leaders GA needs to come in under the, yeah. the main GA umbrella and, yeah. and, and put it to bed. Because we talk about that for a while, so hopefully we see because it it'll have huge benefits at club level as well as at all the teams with under the one umbrella. Oh yeah. Um, on to the hurling then we, we've seen that um, the club championships are back in action, and it's really really good to see TG Cahar actually broadcasting some of the club games live which is really really good I know they had James Stevens in our Lachlan's from the Kilkenny at the weekend um, Was so that on Diego? No it wasn't on Diego it's on TG Carr live so they oh don't yeah. um, which I have access to which is really good <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so that's all kicking off I think at Cork this weekend Shawnee is a We have uh, Sars Newtown Glen Rovers and Amy Kelly left in the Cork County Championship And is it games te- this weekend? It's been televised this weekend Televised this on, weekend um, RT yeah, RT have signed up for yeah. a package now where they get access to some of the club games as well going forward. TG Carr still get the like the pick of all the club, but RT have taken on a secondary package. They haven't shown club games in like years and years and years, so it's really good yeah. to see that that's been kind of diversified out. And there's an all East Cork um, semi final between McKillie and Sarah, so that There's more than Cork are at the quarter final stages because Ballyhay are still in it against Carrick Tuchel. The mighty Barry Coleman now who's, who's still soldiering on centre back for Ballyhay 34 years of age and winning a man of the match awards they created a big shock at the weekend where they bet I think it was who did they beat oh, they bet someone 114 to 14 points anyway and they got and Carrick Tool weren't expected to win either and one of those are going to end up in the semi-final so maybe this weekend there's, there's one set of the quarter-finals and the following weekend there's the other set Shawnee's just doing, Shawnee's doing his research now, now on, 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 on air again. Shawnee, you're yeah. our man on the ground for Cork. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, no, Cork at the quarterfinals. Thanks for clearing that like up for us, Giggles. Waterford at the semi final stage, all right. And the, the big four are kind of left in there. You've got Bally Gunner, have drawn Dungarvan, who who pipped Abbey side, Richie Forty's Abbey side, with a lap minute goal. I, I stayed for because it was on after the Mount Sion this more game. I stayed for this first half of it and it was a cracking match. But I was I was going off, I had a few things to do and missed the second half. But by all accounts it was unreal. Mount Sion, Austin Gleason and Ferenston put in a serious performance against Lismore. I watched that I seen yeah. the I seen the highlights for those games. They were great games. Yeah Lismore never got going. Lismore had a big winning passage. That? It was Buff as Egan was at. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, he was. That's he, right. He was yeah. at. So yeah. I actually watched. I watched all the highlights. They were. He had oh, fantastic coverage. I, I text you about uh, yeah. Dan's tattoo. 
Oh yeah, I never yeah, know yeah, if he yeah. did those tattoos. In the back. I just no, know I got to meet. I don't him. know what their tattoos. Are. I don't think that ten and fourteen were tattoos. I reckon they're porn markers. Oh no, they're tattoos. Yeah. I thought they were porn markers too. <laughs> oh, they're they, tattoos. He came on and caught a great ball and set up the goal. Yeah, yeah. It sits like Dan is forty-two, I think now, and he's still coming on. But he's the manager as well. So yeah, he's it's like, great to be able to bring yourself I, in. I, I was watching that role as well. <laughs> I was watching him. He said, "Look, I'm going in," and he threw off the top and he went in, caught the first ball and set up a goal for Paddy Pender. But it was just a little bit too little too late. But then on the other side. You've got De La Salle, who beat Roe Moore, are playing Mount Sinai now. So, so it's a, yeah, it's all the City teams in Dungarvan, definitely. And, and Kenny now, they've got to the end of the, the league championship component. So we have the, the league. Everyone's still in it, pretty much. Everyone's still it? in it. But, um, but like they're ultra, ultra competitive again because it depends where you come. So the top two go into a quarterfinal, next two in the group go into a first round, and the bottom two go into a first round slash relegation semifinal. Yeah. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see, I think... Like Bally Hale are in the first round slash relegation yeah, game, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but like they only kind of start training around now, so yeah. they kind of time time their run. Um, Dixborough had a good win at the weekend; they topped their group, so they're into the league final as well. So it's going to be interesting. Like Kenny, I think Bally Hale will 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 come good. Um, Dixborough will be well placed, I think, to give a good go, which is good to see after kind of disappointing year last year. Um, so it'll be good to get an eye on some of those games um, on TG Carron or TO over the next couple of weeks. One for GEA go to work on as well. Um, There's been a fair few slaps thrown in a few of the games. I don't know. There was a, 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 a clip of a Keen Lynch there at one stage. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, shocking belt. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got suspended now for that. For, yeah. for the because Napiersig and Kilmallock are no not Napiersig. Patrick Swell and Kilmallock are Patrick Swell and Napiersig are into the semi-finals and there's four quarterfinals in Limerick. So guy's jaw broken as well. guy's jaw. So that's. Patrick's yeah. well gone. Yes, pretty much. It's full on. Yeah, Giggles, I was right. It was. It is a Michelin star as Newtown Glen, but you are right. It's quarterfinals. The yeah. other, the other side is Carry Tool and Belly here. Yeah, and Bishop's on the same. Film so right. I don't know. Are you right, Shani? I think. No, I'm right in terms of the. the fit, You're the right match, in terms of the matches, matches, but yeah. not that it was the semi-finals. <laughs> That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just said, Liam. No, I know what you said. I was right. I said I was right about the <laughs> matches, and I said Giggles, you were right. That they weren't quarterfinals, or they weren't semi-finals. Yeah, the club, the club won't get going like. It'll, it'll kick off Let's go now in Cork Knock out in Cork It'll be interesting Once they but get to the semi final. They're only televising those Four games it appears Yeah so that's that, good though That's the start of them yeah. mm. That's great that's, They're on the 24th So this weekend Is the first The first two quarterfinals Carrie Tool and Belly Hay And oh, Bishop Sonnen I wonder will they be on Diego Liam You might find out When you give no, out Diego won't have any of them on, But I'll tell you about my other way Belly Hay have a good chance Against Carrie Tool Actually getting to the semi-final yeah. 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 That'll well, be a pretty even game So Plan for the next couple of weeks is we will look at the football final this weekend and we'll come back with an episode next week. Um, the state games is on up in Brisbane this year. It's not been a great year for Victoria in terms of teams being sent. Normally we have a hurling team going, a football team going. We've only got Camogie, ladies football, intermediate football. So I don't think myself, Sean and Giggles are going to be up in Brisbane, which is unfortunate because the state games are the pinnacle of the, the Australasian calendar after the, the boys here being winning the the championship here last year in Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, we're not sending the team up which is unfortunate um, but we will keep an eye on, on that we might speak to someone in Brisbane in the build up to that it's on in a few weeks time uh, we'll, we'll keep a close eye we've also got the, the footy season coming to an end here in, in Melbourne we're in final season here as well so that's that's good we've got some Irish lads still involved we've got Zach Tui and um, O'Connor. O'Connor from O'Connor. Kerry involved with Geelong they're playing tomorrow night as well Zach Tui got a brilliant goal last week a very typical of a Gaelic football goal around the body, body which yeah. is, isn't seen too often here in, in the footy so <coughs> he got the plaudits for that so Thanks for coming along tonight, lads. It was a pretty poor effort for me in terms of tea. We had lemon and ginger tea and no biscuits. No. So we're all kind of on the diet after the, the wedding. Yeah. 
Sean used to eat in chocolate to beat the band, but he does. He burns 6,000 calories a day, so it's grand. <laughs> yeah, Sean is an animal. He giggles, so we have a lot to, to make up. <laughs> but thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, today was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sports, where the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram for all the latest offers. And we'll be back next week, class. Have a good night. Good night, God bless. Shani, do some research off air next week. Go back. Oh, well. <laughs>